Hello, my friends. This is Bishop Campbell welcoming you again to a short meditation on the theme of living the Catholic life. As I am recording this message to you today, we are at the beginning of the easing of the restrictions caused by the uh, pandemic and really a, a renewal of social life. Uh, it's wonderful that as I entered my grocery store, I was told I didn't need to wear the mask if I was fully vaccinated, which I am. And uh, you can't imagine the sense of liberation I, I felt when I turned around and saw people I had seen a number of times, but only while masked. And there was a quiet joy at the appearance of smiles within. And I think with this sense of, of liberation, with the return of social life, there is also a lessening of some of the fears that I think we experience during the epidemic, and even a sense of isolation. And it is a, a reawakening of a profound and very deeply Christian virtue of, of hope. Now, I associate this in my mind this week with the feast that we will be celebrating on Sunday, the Feast of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ, known familiarly as Corpus Christi. It is a feast day that was instituted back in the 13th century to assert one of the fundamental articles of the Catholic faith, that in the Holy Eucharist, the true body and blood of Jesus Christ are present under the appearances of bread and wine to give us sustenance, to assure us of, of the presence of Jesus Christ. This is the heart of Catholic faith and practice that has been for centuries, in fact, from the very beginning of the Church, when we are told in the Acts of the Apostles that the Apostles were loyal to community life, the prayers and the breaking of the bread on uh, the first day of the week. And this feast of Corpus Christi was instituted to allow the Catholic Church, I think, to assert and defend this very deeply important uh, article of faith through the good times and the difficult times. And there have been many throughout our Catholic history. But one thing that I think we have to keep in mind is that the gift of the Holy Eucharist is also a fulfillment of a wonderful promise that Christ made as he ascended into heaven. And as he was ascending into heaven, he gave the disciples the great commandment to go out and proclaim the gospel, baptizing all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then he adds, and remember, I am with you until the end of the age. And in fact, in the Gospel of Matthew, one of the most important titles that are recorded given to Jesus Christ is the name Emmanuel, which was revealed to St. Joseph in that, that dream. Emmanuel meaning God is with us. In fact, 
This is the only time that that title is used in the Gospel of Matthew at the very beginning. But it is one of the important uh, titles because it, in fact, encapsulates the whole of the Gospel, that indeed God is with us in Jesus Christ. And even though Christ ascended into heaven, he is with us in his body and blood, in his life-giving word, And therefore, until the end of all the ages, when we celebrate every Eucharist, we celebrate the fulfillment of that promise, and we are given a profound and enduring source of hope and courage. I think that this hope and courage is going to be fulfilled with the full reopening of our churches. And it's wonderful that the first Sunday after the official reopening is the Feast of Corpus Christi. Now, when I think of celebrating that feast day, and when I think of the profound mystery of the Holy Eucharist, I think of two miracles that, in a sense, are conjoined. They're joined together in the Gospels, and in fact, they are unique in that they are recorded in all four of the Gospels, including the Gospel of John. They are the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and the miracle of the calming of the storm on the turbulent water. Now, of course, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 is so often taken as a kind of proto-Eucharistic miracle. The fact that from the hand and blessing of Jesus Christ there is such an abundance of nourishment, even in the simple form of bread. And we are told in the Gospel after the twelve baskets of fragments were gathered that in fact the people were satisfied, even with this simple food. And in the gospel, this feeding of the 5,000 is followed by the account of the miracle on the sea. After the feeding of the 5,000, especially in the gospel of John, Jesus withdrew because he was afraid that there were clamors that he was the Messiah, but that the people had misunderstood what kind of Messiah he was. So he withdrew And the disciples were separated from him for a time, and they were out on the sea when a storm came up. They cried out in fear, and our Lord appeared, of course, walked across the turbulent sea, quieted it, and then he said to the disciples, Be calm, it is I Do not be afraid. And in remembering those two miracles, we remember the abundance of nourishment that we receive from the Holy Eucharist, but also we realize in the Holy Eucharist that enduring source of hope, comfort, and courage. It is I, do not be afraid. But we also come to understand 
that the experience of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist is not simply an individual experience, although it is a very profound one, but it is one of experiencing the communal existence in the body of Christ the Church. A former Archbishop of Paris, Cardinal Lustiger, once preached a homily on the meaning of the Eucharist, and he said to the congregation that you are here to be joined together by hearing together the Word of God and receiving the body and blood of Jesus Christ, and hearing the same Word, receiving the body and blood of Jesus Christ, you are establishing a relationship with each other, these who are near to you in a part of this congregation that is deeper, that is more important than any other human relationship, even the deepest friendship that you might have. And in this realization, I think that the Eucharist is an overcoming of fear and alienation as well, realizing that we face the world about us, even its difficulties, not as solitary individuals, but as members of a body, a body of Christ joined together, supported by common prayer and by the common participation in the Holy Eucharist. So that in that reality, we know we have to take care in moments of challenge, but we never lose heart. For we know that our Lord Jesus Christ has overcome the world, has overcome all threats to human dignity, he has overcome death itself. And my dear friends, as we celebrate this Corpus Christi and the full reopening of the churches. It is a marvelous opportunity to deepen our understanding and devotion to the Holy Eucharist. It is food for the journey. It is heavenly manna. It is the bread of angels. It is the source of our well-being and the remedy for mortality. And in this we praise God and we honor him and adore him in the Eucharist given to us to nourish and to lead us on. <laughs> 